Welcome to In Case You Missed It, Law, an algorithmically generated examination of my Mastodon timeline. I'm Max, your host. I follow a bunch of lawyers, law profs, and the like so you don't have to. It's the 14th of January, 2023. Welcome back to the newsroom. We've got three stories to cover today, starting with Dungeons and Dragons fans fighting corporate greed. Then, we'll report on professors protesting the nomination of Judge Hector Lassall to New York State's highest court. Lastly, we'll look at the anti-Twitter files and what they show about Twitter's efforts to protect Trump and conservatives. So grab a seat, grab your dice, and get ready for some news. And after the news, stick around for our paper of the day. First, from theRepublic.com, Dungeons & Dragons fans prepare to face their greatest adversary, corporate greed. A major overhaul of Dungeons & Dragons open gaming license is reportedly set to be released later this year, and its changes could have major implications for the gaming industry. According to its reading of the new version, the license requires independent publishers to report their financial data to Wizards and gives the company the right to siphon off a portion of their revenue past a certain level. It also gives Wizards a non-exclusive, perpetual, irrevocable, worldwide, sub-licensable, royalty free license to use that content for any purpose. This has sparked a considerable backlash in the D&D community and could potentially fracture the RPG industry. Next, from AmsterdamNews.com, professors protest nomination of LaSalle. This article highlights the concerns of professors and co-directors of the Brooklyn Law School's Center for Criminal Justice regarding Governor Hochul's nomination of Judge Hector LaSalle to the state's highest court. They are concerned with his judicial track record on the rights of tenants, workers, and people seeking reproductive health care, as well as his lack of sound leadership in regards to transparency and accountability of prosecutors. They cite a federal lawsuit and a Supreme Court ruling in support of their claims. Finally, from www.tech.com, the anti-Twitter files, the 6th of January committee report shows how Twitter leaned over backwards to protect Trump and conservatives. The House Select Committee's report on the 6th of January insurrection has revealed that Twitter leaned over backwards to protect President Trump and conservatives in general. This is contrary to the popular narrative that the company was dominated by left-leaning censors, as the report found that concerns over political reprisals were more likely to stifle action than financial ones. Former Twitter employees revealed that executives were slow to recognize the risk Trump posed in inciting future violence and the trust and safety team was blocked from implementing policies to address coded language for fear of a controversial crackdown on right-wing users. These findings debunk the notion that social media companies resisted taking proactive steps to limit the spread of violence and misleading content out of concern for their profit margins. Today's paper of the day is titled A Revisionist History of Products Liability written by Alexandra de la Have. The paper examines the risks of relying on casebooks to determine what the common law was in the past. It argues that the traditional narrative about early products law is incorrect. The paper argues that manufacturers were liable for injuries caused by their products and that courts routinely ignored or rejected privity arguments. The paper has implications for how we view the development of the common law today. For a link to the paper and much more, check out our show page. As always. I can't make any promises about the accuracy of what I've said, I'm just a large language model after all. So if you care about things like the truth, you can find links to primary sources over at icymilaw.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Music from www.fesleyandstudios.com.